0: Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live, and welcome to episode 100 of Two Spot Monkeys Live. I am Jim. I'm joined, as always, for the 100th time by Tom. Tom, how you doing?
1: Awesome. Pop the champagne. That's right.
0: And actually, more than episode 100, because there was a previous iteration of this podcast. Um, I'd have to go back. I don't even know if I could find those recordings anymore on this. I don't know if that site even exists anymore talk 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 show talk, shop. Shoe? talk, talk shoe. shoe. talk shoe that's right um so yeah so i, I don't, and i don't know how many episodes there were of that but uh in this iteration since may 6th of 2020 uh we've recorded 100 episodes which you know there's been a few more than 100 weeks between now and may of 2020 but you guys know how that works um good to be with you again Tom for the 100th time on this thing and hey let's do 100 more i don't know
1: yeah. And, and, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this and just, you know, I know we had our pause and we just came back, but just the idea that this is a time capsule of our fandom and also of our lives. I just, I appreciate the opportunity um, and happy to have made it here to episode 100.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's fun to occasionally go back and, you know, I don't, I don't know if you do this, Well, I know you do this actually, and listen to some of the older episodes, usually because we're trying to remember, you know, figure out what were our predictions last year or what were this or what were that, um, so that we can comment on it on here, but it is fun that like you said, it's also a capsule of our lives. I mean, there was the episode we did after my brother in, in 2020 and had passed and we might have done something similar this year after my mom, but we were on our break at that point and, um, and just different things we've mentioned. You've mentioned things about your kids and yeah, it's fun. Um, anybody who's listened to us knows we're a wrestling podcast that, uh, delves squirrels off into many other areas. Uh, so and, and we're probably going to do that again today. So don't let don't let that fool you that anything's changing with episode 100. Um, in fact, our our topic today, although towards the end, we're going to talk about our NFL picks and see how we did. And I don't have them. Uh, Tom does, so I'm going to be interested to to see how I did. I don't. I I remember. I think what my Super Bowl was. Um, I think I'm trying to remember who my NFC team was. So I'll be curious to see if I'm right. Uh, I know who my AFC team was, and I. I would not pick the same AFC team. Spoiler. We'll just see if, um, when we get there. But we're just going to freestyle today uh, about the crazy world of pro wrestling. Um, why don't we start on, on happier things? Because uh, there's a few other things we could talk about or lament about or whatever with WWE. Um, Tom, you watched AEW's Dynamite last night. I, I have not seen it, but I have uh, read the important pieces, I think. I don't think I missed anything. Um, Where do you want to start on Dynamite, Tom? Huh?
1: I mean, I would just – I think for me, I'll say for, for the first two weeks of the 2023 year, uh, calendar year, program year, whatever you want to call it, um, two strong episodes to start with just some really high-quality stuff. And you, you I think you could sense that, you know, with what they had on the lineup last week and then being in L.A., big market, big venue, you know, the former home of the Lakers, um, you know, the the finale of of the trios, best of seven, uh, the return of Hangman Page, um, the big surprise of the return of Adam Cole, just overall, just, you know, um, just a great show. And then, then, you know, without, again, this is the third or fourth thing I'm saying, Kinosuke Takeshita against Brian Danielson, which, like, you know if you're a wrestling like snob and i use that with you know the most positive statement you you when that match was announced last week you started salivating instantaneously before we dive into talking about dynamite more i just want to call out for anyone watching um or or if not watching a reason to come back and check out the youtube feed Jim and i are dressed up today for episode 100 both wearing collared shirts i shaved to make sure there was no 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 um and no backlash or no uh no rub uh, feedback on the microphone so the monkeys came out wearing, wearing and looking their best today um so but yeah no dynamite last night uh, again i watched the first um hour and 15 minutes uh last night um just a little bit on delay and then i finished it this morning the energy though as that i had when i was kind of watching it live um i and i was completely spoiler free on everything just the energy and just the quality was was amazing. Uh, very interesting in the in the in the opener. Uh, again, super smart to start with Mox and Paige. A tremendous match, just really, really, really great. And then Paige winning. and you're gonna have to watch it to see it play out. but they're you know it, it, they're kind of playing up that Mox was knocked out. and 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 again, this 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 issue between them, whether I like it or whether I don't is going to kind of probably be linked to head trauma, which is a probably a topic um, and an angle you want to be delicate around because of the history of head trauma in professional wrestling and, and the, and the less than positive things that have resulted as, um, as fallout from that. So that's, that's all I'll say, but you know, in, in, in the context of the story, in the context of the match, and wherever they may go next, really strong. Um, do I do I think that they run that match back at full? Not full gear. Uh, revolution, probably a really good shot that they do, um, or something, uh, some similar offshoot to that. Um, maybe it's Page and Dark Order if that's still a thing against the Blackpool Combat Combat Club. Um, it was super interesting too after that match they go to commercial, they come back, they do a quick update on Moxley, how he's being attended to by the medical staff. And then Tony Schiavone's in the ring and he goes, really not happy to welcome this next person to the ring, but you know, whatever. And and, and I think that the belief was like, maybe in the the format of the show that it was going to be MJF. And then Adam Cole's music hits and the place just loses it. And and Cole seemed to get emotional as he walked to the ring and held it together. And then just a great, uh, you know, heartfelt, you know, connect to the character of Adam Cole and probably the person of, of, of Adam Cole character um, just in, in, in what he said and to have him back. And, ha- and again, the cupboards are overwhelmingly full at AEW. So, so it's always like, you know, who who next and, and how do you use everybody well? But Adam Cole, I think is, is definitely at the top of that list. And I'm excited to see where he goes. It definitely appeared um, a very much like baby face, kind of promo like the undisputed elite clearly that, that that is probably has sunset especially with Kylo Riley still being on the shelf and Bobby Fish no longer a part of AEW um Cole in his own entity as a singles act um that'll be fun and, and, and whether or not, and I don't think I think you're totally okay to kind of not let him involve himself with the elite even though we know that there's story and history there let Cole do his own thing that that time if if and when can happen down the line without a doubt
0: yeah i agree i would keep him apart from the elite for a while maybe maybe you have them pass each other backstage you know kind of thing or or as cole's coming to the ring and the elites leaving or vice versa you know they have a a glance or something so that you kind of plant the seeds that you're going to go there at some point but You can hold off on that. I mean, Cole Omega to me is a big singles match that they, they can get to. Um, but I think with Cole, the other thing is depending on what his, his health situation is, I would think they're going to want to slow burn him into major programs just to make sure that health stays, you know, that he's available. Um, you know he was able to come back for forbidden door for one night and then right back out um and even that he worked a four-way somewhat to protect him from the sounds of things so i hope he's got a clean bill of health and is raring to go because i'm a big adam cole fan um and have been for a long long time um since back in his ring of honor you know future shock days um my fantasy football team was future shock for a couple of years because I love that tag team so much. Um, and who knows, maybe O'Reilly, I haven't heard any sort of injury updates on him in quite a while. So maybe quietly he's getting ready to come back too. And that would be cool to have them, uh, whether it's as a tag team or just a unit or add somebody to them, whatever. Um, I mean, we haven't seen Roderick strong in a long time, so who knows? Um, and who knows who's keeping jobs in WWE anymore uh, with everything going on there? But uh, yeah, who, you know, maybe Roddy becomes available. I don't know. I Me, mean, Bobby Fish doesn't sound like he really wanted to go back to AEW. It doesn't sound like he had a great time from the interviews I've seen uh, since then. So, uh, but I, I think too, if Bobby Fish became a victim of circumstance, I feel like too, just because of Colin O'Reilly's injuries, um, you know. They had built that direction with him. And then I think he got lost in the shuffle when they couldn't go that direction anymore. Um, again, to that embarrassment of riches thing, it, it can happen. We've seen it in AEW before where Khan can just kind of forget about some people occasionally. Not because I think he's trying to or anything like that. I just <laughs> He's got four hours of TV and you have you know a number of main things that you're going to have on one or both shows in some fashion. And then you got to figure out how to get everybody else in there. So uh, one of the things I think AEW does, I don't know, well might be a strong word, um, but is they do kind of cycle people in and out. And then they, you know, somebody works on dark for a while um, and and racks up some wins and then they get them back on the dynamite rampage. Um, So it's, it's gotta be a challenge. Um, And sure, it's a challenge of his own making because he keeps signing people, but how there aren't too many signings he's made where I've been like, well, why would he sign him? You know, he doesn't need that person. Um, like, yeah, these are good signings that he can, he can utilize.
1: And if you think that too, some of the, you know, we'll call it the AEW roster as is now probably fractions often becomes the ring of honor roster of sorts. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the results of uh, dark and dark elevation in the first couple of weeks of the new year, it feels to me like that's like ring of honor without calling it ring of honor. There's been a lot of like ring of honor focus there. Um, so it's kind of like, for me, it's been tongue in cheek that that's where ring of honor is happening, even though it's not being called ring of honor. Um, again, I want more for ring of honor than that, but I just wanted to name that, um,
0: Becoming we'll, we'll see. And, and super card of honor was just announced last night. So, uh, Tony Khan doesn't want to run mania weekend and now he's running mania weekend. So (laughs) there's, there's that
1: philosophies can change over times. It's okay. That's
0: true, And it's, and, and he could easily say, well, I meant AEW, you know, ring of honor has a history of running WrestleMania weekend. I, I do think it's smart to run it. Um, and depending on that card, will I buy it? Probably. Um, again, depending on, I, I was looking at the graphic, like noting who was on it and there wasn't any real surprises on it, but, um, I was just noting, because I was curious if there was anybody that was going to be like, oh, they're going to be more Ring of Honor now. But they were all channels. Although I noticed Dalton, Dalton Castle on there, and I didn't know for sure if he was in. But it sure seems, I don't think you'd put somebody on there who's not under some sort of contract. So Yeah.
1: yeah. So back to Dynamite just for a second. like From the in-ring standpoint last night, I'm uh, pretty sure there were five matches only. They were really all super high-quality, high-caliber. To me, the down points of Dynamite last night, which I know you need to have a mix, were the were the talking segments. So MJF is out before the Danielson match, but after Takeshida makes his entrance, something with MJF recently, he's not like his, his shtick is is getting old for me, and that's really disappointing because I know how good and you know how good he can be on the mic. Um, what I would have liked last night, different than what he did, um, is Maybe calling back to when he was last in that building, which is when he cut that amazing promo last year and then he disappeared. Like to 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 say, you know, when I was here six months ago, whatever, this was my situation. Now I stand here as the champion. But it's but the way that the Danielson feud and match is being built, MJF is scared of Brian Danielson. He's acting like he's not, but he's totally scared. Because when Danielson's music cut him off, he bolted and ran, which He's a he's a chicken poop heel. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. Eh, but tread lightly, right? Tread lightly. I don't think you need to to have him do that against Danielson. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's I think there's a different way that that could be done. The second talking segment um, in the ring was with JAS, and then uh, Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Again, also like I, it's it's a, I, I enjoy the feud. I enjoy kind of everybody involved. It 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 took away from the momentum of the show, but I recognize there needs to be a spot for these things, especially because that's an ongoing thing with a couple of different kind of tentacles off of it. Um, but again, from 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 the in ring standpoint, last night I'd I'd be hard pressed to say there was or recently has been a better show um, in any of the pro wrestling. Um, like, you know, weekly, weekly episodic uh, outputs.
0: I, I don't know that they've followed up with Action Andretti as well as I would have liked them to either. I know he's won a match or two on Darker, Dark Elevation. Again, we've talked about this before. Neither of us really watch those. We, at least every other week, um, we are aware of the results. One of us is because we score our Fantasy Wrestling League on alternating weeks. Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest a lot of the times the weeks you're scoring, I don't even look at those results except to maybe quick scan and see if my name's next to any and go, Oh, okay. You know, one of my guys had a match. Cool. I got two points or whatever. Um, because those aren't not to go deep down the whole rabbit hole as we often do with the fantasy wrestling league, but those often, often aren't title matches. Although sometimes ring of honor titles have been defended there and very occasionally there have been some AEW, I almost said TNA, what AEW, uh, titles defended there no tna titles tna is not a thing Impact.
1: in the defensive action andretti he still is healing from getting that fireball to the face in december
0: well maybe that's what it is right, I, right so so
1: and week by week he has been getting better like he had a lot of you know healing and bruising when you saw him last week in the melee and then last night it's much less
0: so good makeup work um, the,
1: the, the fireball
0: to the face the fireball
1: he got burned, Jim. He he's a burned. wizard. He, um, he can't get back in the ring that fast when you get burned by a fireball.
0: And maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm not allowing for enough of that. But I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not feeling it yet with Andretti. I thought there was a great kind of one, two, three kid moment that they had with him a couple, you know, back in December when he beat Jericho. Um, and I just, for me, it hasn't jumped into in the line yet still plenty of time still things can happen so and
1: the the big thing is going to be well then what 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 then like so the the jericho thing is going to continue and there's probably a rematch and and i and maybe maybe andretti wins again and and jericho this is the year that jericho elevates a lot of guys like last year not that i think he elevates anyone he's in the ring with just by nature and by by his persona and his and his uh equity for lack of a better term but maybe this year he's seeking to say, hey, I'm going to bring the guys like Action Andretti and, Ready, and, and to, a, to a greater extent, maybe is the right word, because he's been around longer, Ricky Starks, up a level. And, and there probably will be other guys too as the year goes on. Uh, and, my, my, my hope is that at some point, and because I, I don't see JAS lasting the whole year, add that to the predictions from last week, um, Daniel Garcia is, is one of those guys that Jericho um, helps to rise even to a new level.
0: you and I are both big Daniel Garcia fans. Um, And I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. I I think Starks is good to very good in the ring. I I think there's some growth still working through there. But I think that guy's just got charisma oozing out of him. Um, I I don't want to use... There's a little bit of rock in him. I don't mean he's going to turn into Dwayne Johnson and be the big movie star and anything. I'm not saying that. But just quick-wittedness. I mean, he he held his own um, in the promo with MJF, uh, kind, of, kind of leading up to their their title match. He was not eaten up at all um, in their back and forth. And, yeah, I don't know. Starks is somebody I've liked, even since his – I briefly watched NWA when it first kind of resurfaced. Um, And he was, he was involved in that. That was, you know, kind of where he got, I don't know if discovered is the right word, but where he got a little notoriety and then ended up, you know, getting that booking with Cody Rhodes and off to the races in AEW. Um, yeah. I've been a Starks fan for a long time. So uh, I like his interaction with somebody like Jericho, who you're right. Jericho, I can take or leave at this point of his career but he knows how to do big matches and he is not afraid to take the job and, you know, help elevate somebody. You know, he's done it with orange Cassidy. He's done it with others. Um, AEW, he's very much somebody who gets it. I feel like in the world of wrestling. So, um, so I enjoy that, that he's, he's not just trying to work the John Moxley's and Brian Danielson's of the world and, and, you know, only top matches. Um, He's willing to work with some of those younger guys and and give them a marquee opponent to to beat.
1: Um, Yeah, I feel like I feel like the news that came out in the fall was that he had re-signed a three-year deal that maybe began in the beginning of this year, but then that was like a transition of title too. Like he had more roles and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I think some of that probably comes in the aftermath of the the brawl out at All Out. uh, Part of it too. That being said, like you know, Jericho is fifty one ish. so, you know, maybe he says, hey, you know, I can still do this, but let me, let me be more specific with the matches I have. Clearly that's not where we are yet, but I do see that happening probably in, in this contract at some point that transition will happen. The other big thing um, is that last night saw the conclusion of the best of seven uh, series for the trios titles, um, and it had a death ladder match, Escalera de la Muerte, uh, and the the Elite uh, recaptured the, the titles that they had won originally that were then stripped of them because of the brawl out of All Out and the repercussions that followed. Um, thoughts on the – thought? I know you haven't seen that last match yet, but thoughts on this, and then maybe thoughts on uh, the, the where the trio's titles go um, with the Elite as the champions.
0: Yeah, I for me it was a foregone conclusion that it was going seven. Um, and that the elite would win. Like, I, if you asked me to lay an amount of money on something, I would have put you know a fair amount of money down on those things. Um A, when they had laid out the schedule, and you saw that game game seven, match seven.
1: They're calling um, it game seven too. So okay, they're, that, they're they're very they're very much walking the line of you know following. They, were, they mentioned it that the you know LeBron and the Warriors came back from three to one against. Uh, or LeBron and the Cavaliers came back against the Warriors from three to one last night. They talk about the last time there was a game seven in this building was when the Lakers defeated the Pistons. You know, my heart, you know, cried a little bit on the mention of my <laughs> beloved Pistons. That was before that was the bad boy era before the bad boys finally broke through. So, you know, that had a happy ending, but that still is a sore spot.
0: Are the Pistons still an NBA team? Uh, anyways, um, uh, man, <laughs> out, out. Um, yeah, and again, neither are NFL teams in the playoffs, so neither of us have bragging rights. We got the number one pick. Is that worth something? Anyways.
1: You say um, we. Don't talk, don't,
0: don't say we. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I had nothing to do with it. Um, no,
1: no, I was talking about like we, you and I. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh
0: <laughs> we, uh, we, we the Bears. Uh, yeah. Uh, I coached a lot when I yelled at the TV all
1: <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, I, when they laid out that, that it would be last night in LA, I mean, that made it even more obvious it was going all seven. Um, did they explain, and I feel like maybe we've seen one of these before, the differ- the difference between a death ladder match and a ladder match?
1: Not that I can recall.
0: Okay. I'm just, you know, I mean, and I get it. You have, you know, I <laughs> I, I get it and I don't. You have Penta and Ray, so therefore we must throw some Mexican word on it or Hispanic word on it, which is a little like, Do we have to um but it makes it seem more prominent more you know dangerous more whatever and I'm like I mean it's not like there are any rules in a ladder match either so it's not like we've changed something um but I I, the first six matches were all really freaking good to great um I have no doubt that last night was really great probably too um I'm looking forward to seeing it honestly out with my schedule this week. It's going to be Sunday, at least before I see it. Um, and I don't know if rampage has got a shot at being watched. We'll see what happens on what they schedule for rampage. Whether I, I feel like I have to just schedule wise. We'll see whether it happens.
1: Aren't you so caught up in the Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus uh house of house of black uh, you know, issue that's going on. Like that's, They've been building it for, for weeks, Jim.
0: I mean, I mean, they have been building it. I'll give them that. But, And I like all of those parts. I really like House of Black. I really like Kingston. I, I think Ortiz is really underrated, actually, and, and really um, not featured as prominently. I mean, the fact that, and I know he and Santana had a falling out, you know, in the last year or so. But the fact that he and Santana never, I don't, did they ever win the AEW tag titles? I don't think they did. No. Uh, holy smokes, missed opportunity, Tony Khan. Um, I mean, they were red hot when they came in. And I remember you and I predicting numerous times. This would be the year. This would be the time. This would be the the start of the rise. And it just never happened. Um, so well, I like you think,
1: I'm sorry to jump in. but When you just think back that they were the ones that debuted alongside Jericho, on like yep. night one of dynamite. Like that's, right. you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like, like, not, not that they didn't deserve the titles because they did, but the fact yeah. that they never had them even as an homage to that opportunity and that spot seems a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, So I, I like all of those parts. Yeah. Do I give a real rip? I, I kind of don't, I, I feel like they're teasing that either Kingston or Ortiz is going to join the house of black. I don't, know that i need a fourth member of the house of black i you know trios make a lot of sense in AEW because you have trios titles um and i like the house of black as they are um if they added somebody i'd almost rather it be somebody not on the AEW roster currently and they were bringing in a new signing or something and and so you're not trying to change i just kingston and ortiz you'd have to change the gimmick so much to put them in a house of black or it would be such an oddball pairing um, yeah, so we'll see, um, uh, whether Rampage gets watched, but to go back to the trios titles, kind of where do they go from here? I mean, I think the elite, gets a pretty good run, um, with them to kind of continue to establish them. I think death triangle did a very nice job with them, uh, in the, not only obviously in this series, but prior, um, in kind of a, a no-win situation for death triangle, because Everybody kind of knew the death triangle had them only because they had to take them off the elite because of the brawl out and all out. Um, so when you're, <laughs> when everybody knows you weren't the ones that were supposed to went, have them at that title at that time, you know, it, it made them, they started behind the eight ball a little bit, but it never felt that way to me. It never felt like even when they announced the, the best of seven series and I went, okay, so there's the date they're losing them. Um, and oh crap, that's after January 1st, so I don't have Kenny Omega and the Jack and one of the Jacksons on my team anymore in fantasy wrestling. Um, yeah, missed points. Um, it still didn't feel like, oh okay, well, they were just you know lame duck champions from day one. Um, I think the fact that they also gave, <clears throat> excuse me, gave Death Triangle the the big lead that then the elite had to overcome. Hopefully help Death Triangle in that too. I, I hope Death Triangle stays very, very strong. Um, I don't need them to get a rematch for the tri- titles anytime soon because now we've seen seven matches between these two over the last, you know, two months. Um, so I'm I'm good on Death Triangle and Elite matches for a little while. Um let let's let's let Death Triangle go and do something else now. Um, you know, I'd love to see Penta and, and Ray get back to tag team. Um prominence and and you know get a lucha brothers versus acclaimed thing going um at some point that'd be that'd be really fun um trios titles you know i mean so i think they hold them for a while so it, it's hard for me to predict like who will be the ones to dethrone them down the road um but i think you've got strong trios you've got you know any combination of blackpool combat club you've got any combination of jericho appreciation you got the house of black um i guess you've got the firm eh um,
1: They've been building them up in a, as a trio on Dark and Dark Elevation. I know,
0: but I they they have, I haven't gotten behind them yet. Um,
1: it's a weird I, mix. It's a weird mix.
0: It, it is, and they don't feel um, gelled. Like they don't would, feel like a unit to me yet.
1: Yeah, I would take Paige, Big Bill, and Moriarty as a three versus Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy.
0: Right? Because why are they even in the firm? Um, I, I know why they are, I know the storyline, I get it, but it's dumb. Um, and maybe it's because I'm also at a point, I'll be honest, I mean, Paige has never done a lot for me. We've talked about that before. And I'm at a point where Matt, Matt Hardy probably can give a lot back to the business in a backstage role and a coaching role and a, you know, mentoring role, but I don't really need to see any more Matt Hardy matches. They're, they're not good anymore. They're just not, um, for me, for me, um, <clears throat> You know, you've got the firm you've got I, I guess you've got lethal Jarrett and satnam singh or sanjay could be a trio you know the acclaimed and daddy ass could be a trio um so there's trios they, they and what i'd love to see them do though is have a few more trios matches that matter outside of title matches so not just on dark you put a trio on and they whoop three nobodies um to build up their record so that then they can get the title shot eventually that's fine but give me a trios match every once in a while on dynamite on dynamite rampage is okay but give it to me on dynamite every once in a while to make it feel important where you have the house of black take on three members of blackpool combat club or you know even three members of the firm i guess um even though if you have the firm beat the house of black i might throw a remote through my tv um but
1: AR Fox and Top Flight would be awesome. Uh they won three hundred thousand dollars, and I haven't been able to tell that that's changed their lives in any tangible way on TV. Very
0: good. <laughs> so very, well, and the funny thing was I caught last week during the swerve was it last week during the swerve uh fox match, they kept talking about how AR Fox had won three hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, no, he won a hundred thousand dollars. They each like they won three hundred thousand as a team, so you would think, sorry, I just hit my mic. Um you would think they each won a hundred thousand dollars but I, uh, you know
1: top so flight are so kind they just gave it all to AR Fox.
0: gave it all to are fox so they knew they weren't winning it without him um yeah so exactly there's another trio that they've they've started to establish and they're they're a ton of fun um and i think could have a really fun match with the elite um yeah you know, you've got um the the mogul affiliates um which okay I like that they pulled Parker Boudreaux away from the whole RE or uh, what was he doing before? The Truthbusters. There we go. Trust Trustbusters. Trustbusters. There we go. I, I knew I was close. I like that they pulled him away from that because he's got a, a really good look. His punches when he debuted or redebuted or, or joined the Mogul Affiliates or whatever you want to say, like his wind up and punch, wind up and punch. Like he looks like a video game character. Like I feel like I'm watching Street Fighter because he's winding up like 180 degrees to come around with a punch, and I'm like, dude, stop it! That's um, where all the
1: power comes, Jim? Come uh,
0: something. And and the other guy who is a, a former baseball player uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays uh, is has been training. I know. I'm curious to see what he can do um, besides you know just big power shove a guy around like he's done, you know, jumping people right now. But he's got a cool look. So, I mean, it's an in, that's an interesting group that I'm waiting to see as it fleshes out and, and more comes. I swear, Strickland is awesome. Um, we haven't seen Keith Lee since the attack. I mean, granted, they busted a cinder block on the man. Um, so, and I don't think anything happened with that last night, if I remember right. Good. Yeah. Which, again, they've got to cycle through these things because they had a lot um last night on there so i so the trios i i just hope they build that division a little bit more i feel like it's kind of been challenger of the week or challenger of the month um uh, i so i hope they build that division out a little better but i, I think it's a foregone collusion the elite were winning and i'm fine with it i think establishing those titles the elite can do can take them now hopefully to the next level from what death triangle did which was very very good uh, in that
1: it'd be really cool um as i just think off the top of my head because i don't think that any other title would utilize this as well as the trios. If they did like a trios eliminator tournament yeah. to to build to whoever faces the elite at uh, at Revolution,
0: yeah, that would and that would help establish maybe some of those trios and give yeah. us some really interesting and good matches um, along the way. I mean, you could put somebody with Darby and Sting too if you wanted for a a trio. Although Darby's doing the you know the TNT title thing right now, so um, which. I have to say I kind of saw that coming last week. Um, because I think Joe is gonna be more ring of honor. Um, and if they're moving more towards kind of keeping those things split, Claudio's the one that I think is gonna be interesting to see. Does he really go more Ring of Honor, even though he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club? Um, which seems to be not as focused on for some time actually now, I feel like. Um yeah, you kind of got Wheeler doing his thing. Mox is doing his thing with Paige Danielson, and they're not really crossing paths much. They're almost rather than a faction, they're almost like just friends that'll be there if you need them, but not really a faction. I don't know,
1: right? Nope. And and and, and Wheeler being pure champion too, like him, right. him being in that ring of honor sphere more specifically, uh, seems to be likely. We'll see.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, uh, let's talk about the women's match for a second, Tom. You and I both, and I think. Lots of people assumed that Tony Storm was not going to stay the partner, um, and that Mercedes-Monet would most likely show up. Or or there was a little bit of talk of Trinity Fatu, uh, which is Naomi, formerly of WWE, but I still think she ends up back in WWE. I Mercedes can do anything she wants, um, uh, and I think can write her own ticket. Naomi's really, really good, but I don't think she's got She's not at that level of being able of star power, being able to kind of name her place and price, and the fact that Naomi is married to one of the Usos, and I think they very easily could bring her in in the bloodline thing or or somewhere else. Uh, I just think eventually she ends up back in WWE. That's my thing, and and Mercedes Sasha uh, may at some point as well, but they never said Mercedes was coming, so they did not bait and switch. They did not lie but I can't help but feel like why did you name it a mystery partner if it was just going to be Tony storm? And I, and I feel bad saying that because I like Tony storm a lot, <clears throat> but she's already on the roster. So it's not like you say mystery partner in AEW and there's immediate expectations of somebody new, somebody returning, somebody, something. And if you're going to use somebody who's really good on your roster, just say Soraya picked Tony storm because she thinks she's the best wrestler to help her do this. Like, and they did that finally last week, but you did all this mystery stuff before.
1: Yeah, so I think they maybe maybe they intended it to be something other than what it was, and by pivoting the week prior, they saved a little bit of face, perhaps. Um, oh
0: yeah, because if they would have said mystery partner and Tony Storm just walked out last night, oh, wet fart in church. I mean, yeah. <laughs> would and, have been and, bad.
1: And not only that, wait till you watch the match. The crowd was very pro Jamie Hader as they've as they've been for many many months this is not new but like the the crowds are legitimately behind her so at some point i would imagine it's while she was still ma- transitions as champion from from where she's at to being of a baby face the only the, 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 the irony would only be that at that point that the crowd then turns on her right but um i you know they're behind her babe they're behind her
0: but ba- ba- would say fickle yeah yeah um no, I, I think the same thing with Hater. Um, She's gotten over massively and she's really good, um, which is crazy because when she first came back, I was like, oh, I've heard of her, eh, whatever. Um, so kudos to both her and the booking of Tony Khan uh, that they've made Jamie Hater seem like a big deal. I'm still not, the funny thing is like when she and Brit come out on things together, Britt Still Britt does not feel like the, the lower of the two yet. Um, even though Jamie's way over, I, I just don't feel which look at some point they're built that's that's where it's headed, right? We're going to Britt Baker, Jamie Hater at some point down the road.
1: Yeah, is that double or nothing?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't do it at Revolution, I think I'd let it roll longer. Um, that could be double. I think that could be a big, big uh women's title match. Uh, for, like, double or nothing.
1: It'd be great even to hold it out to All Out if they could. I, I don't know how that how they can milk it that long. I mean, I'm sure they could, but it just... Right now, as I sit here today on on the 12th of January going, golly, how do they get to Labor Day weekend and right. not and not have that? You know, that would be a, a lot of storytelling. The other thing is Soraya. Like, Soraya, like, seems too soon to have a title shot, even though right. she was protected in the match last night. So there's clearly a singles at some point between Jamie and Soraya revolution kind of seems too fast in my opinion but I don't know
0: agreed and and they've got time again where they could build to that you know it seems like Soraya I think she said pretty early on um that she was going to work up uh, start start out working about a a match a month um because obviously she wants you know she and I'm sure AW want to protect her neck and just make sure, you know, again, she got medically cleared, but you just want to make sure you just want to, you know, especially when you're talking about a neck injury, like it's one thing if it's your knee or your ankle or an elbow or, a, you know, shoulder, whatever, this is your neck, like head, neck, heart. Like those are kind of the three things that like, you just, you gotta be even more careful. Um. So, you know, and, and, That, though, can lead into, as long as they do it the right way, even more uh, babyface, you know, concern for her from the crowd. Like, I think back to, and, and this is a different way, different situation, but I always think back to when Shawn Michaels came back against Triple H after he'd been out for years because of his back, and they had that great match at SummerSlam. And everything that Shawn Michaels took that remotely touched his back, like, I don't know about you, but I remember like cringing because I was like, Oh, his back's really hurt. And, you know, um, and it was really hurt and it was dangerous because he was risking that, but then he came back and had that great run. And, you know, I mean, he was around for years after that. Um, But I remember in that match. So I, I feel like with Soraya and the neck, like you can do some dastardly heel things where you drop her with a DDT or a pile driver or something, as long as you're being really, really safe, which you need to do in those anyways, because, Anytime somebody takes that move, it's dangerous, regardless whether you've ever had a neck problem or not. Um, we all know, you know, we, there, there are plenty of uh, stories throughout the history of pro wrestling where move, that move, those moves have gone wrong and somebody's gotten hurt. Um, but yeah, I and I like Soraya a lot. I just, I'm curious, how was the crowd toward, towards Tony? I mean, was there any Mercedes chance? Chance was there, there any- were
1: not that I recall hearing. Um okay. I, I will say this: they were very much like anti Tony and pro Jamie. Like when they were in the ring together, that's really when you could discern how much they were behind Jamie hater. So it more, was- more so, and not a, not anti Soraya per se, but it was definitely like the heels were the favorites the baby faces weren't in the eyes of the fans as being the people they wanted to see come out on top.
0: Okay. Well, interesting, interesting. I looking forward to seeing that play out. And then what was the fifth match? So there was, it was,
1: it was Yeah, it was um Jungle Hook, the debut. Oh, right, right, right. Jungle Hook against the
0: Firm. And, and then like that they're saying, you know, for one time only they're teaming up. But yet you put out a t-shirt. Come on, they're going to team up again.
1: See, I don't know. think they will. We, no? I, we, only, we only had Hookhausen one time, right?
0: Well, that, that is true. That is true. Um, I like Jungle Hook it, without seeing it. I like Jungle Hook better than Hookhausen. Um, I know Hookhausen was kind of the Rock and Sock similar. You know, I mean, again, not calling either of those guys Rock or McFoley, but, but that serious versus total goofball, um, you know, Jungle Hook's a little different. Um, I mean, one of my predictions is Jungle Boy winning a singles title. So obviously, I don't want them to do a long tag run, um, <laughs> and and I don't I don't think that would be helpful for Jungle Boy to put him right back into a tag team. Like he just got him out of a tag team. He had one singles feud, really, um, and then if you put him right back into a tag team full time, now maybe have Hook be his his new you know when he's getting jumped, the guy who's, who's going to come help him is Buddy, um, and vice versa. But, um, yeah, that's right. Jungle Hook and, and Big Bill and, and Lee. Um, Big Bill is a dumb name, by the way. Just W. Morrissey worked. Why do we have to call him see, Big
1: Bill? I like Big Bill better, to do be honest with you. I just do. I don't know why. I just do.
0: Um, I don't know. I think old-timey Prospector or something when I hear that. Um, well, then
1: you'll be surprised, or you maybe you won't be surprised to see he came out throwing gold nuggets to the crowd.
0: <laughs> there you go, right. <laughs> 1992 WWF would have loved him. Um well, um, watching our time a little bit here, um, and I know we want to get to NFL picks, which we've got a little time to get to, um, let, let's just pivot for a second over to WWE. Uh, Vince had come had announced he was coming back when we recorded last week, so we talked a little bit about that then. Um, on Friday, Stephanie uh, and Nikon and, and some other people had an employee meeting with WWE, um, not no talent meetings have happened, just an employee meeting to talk about this. And, uh, Stephanie said all the right things. And then on Tuesday, Stephanie not only went back to her leave of absence that she was on prior to the Vince McMahon stuff breaking, uh, which she would have been privy to beforehand. So you got to think part of her leave of absence was, yeah, I don't want any part of this. I'm out. Um, she resigned from the company and the board completely. Now, she's she's been a member of the board for a long time. The board in December sent a letter to Vince that said, we're happy to work with you on the network rights deal and the, you know, potential, uh, what do they call it? strategic pivoting or whatever sale is what it is. There's some other word they're using. Um, But we don't as unanimously as a board, we don't think you returning to the board is in the best interest of shareholders. Vince thumbed his nose, basically, and again, he's got the most shares, so he can do exactly what he did. There's nothing illegal about what he did. Um, Unethical? Sure, probably, but not illegal. Um, Forced his way back on the board, forced his way to be uh, elected as executive chairman of the board, which meant Stephanie wasn't chairwoman of the board, and basically, if you read between the tea leaves, Stephanie said, peace, I'm out. I... I feel bad for Stephanie McMahon in this whole thing. Like, I think she's been trying to do what's right by WWE. I think she's been a really, you know, I mean, not that I follow the business side super closely, but I think she's been a really good face of the company for for those kinds of things. Um, And I know Nick Khan is well-respected in the business world as far as, you know, we can all think what we think as far as talent cuts that he he made. Um, Although, again, those were all signed off by Vince McMahon. Nothing happens without that guy's okay, at least up until may of last year um i feel bad for steph but i also give her a lot of credit that she was just like yeah i'm out um because the woman has more money than methuselah i mean she's gonna be fine and when the company gets sold she's gonna make crap ton more money because she's got all those stock shares um and and her husband is making plenty of money and, and has stock shares and everything they're fine she doesn't need to work let's be honest um but good on her to just say, you know what, if this is what you're going to do, then I'm not going to be a part of it.
1: I, I 100% agree with everything you said there. The only other thing I would like to add is, despite all of that being honest and fair and likely true, I do feel like that she was shoehorned um, without, out of this, um, By even, even even if it looks like she's doing it all on her own accord. Um, oh, you know, oh I, Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's really disappointing to have a strong woman in leadership not being able to retain that opportunity. And I also think that you know, no matter we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there was rumors yesterday that they were being sold to a Saudi Arabia uh, controlling investment group or whatever, and then people were like immediately anti WWE. um, Fair, right? Nonetheless, I think Stephanie could have shepherded the WWE if they wanted to stay. You know, in their in their current uh set up an organizational structure for the next 30, 20 to 30 years easily and probably gotten them greater growth or at least until Vince passed away I don't I don't know um so thats to me that's just the that's the that's the really disappointing part that I kind of land um the space I land in as I reflect on this but good for her but let her, let her go be an, an amazing mom I'm sure um and care for her kids and do things um outside of this world that again this is probably the only world she's ever known. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, and and yeah, the Saudi thing was crazy. And and I commented on a on the board that we're on with some friends, uh the Facebook group we're in with some friends that if if they had sold to Saudi, like holy mm. um now, what I've heard from listening to Sean Ross Sapp, who I think is one of if not the best, you know, and most uh level-headed, uh, wrestling news guys out there, um, is that, you know, there's, there's not a deal in place with Saudi Vince has had some conversations with them. They are, they are at the table. They are one of the potential suitors. Um, but, um, Jimmy Van, who owns Fightful, um, is on a a show with Sean on Wednesdays. and, And he was saying, you know, as soon as that news broke when everybody was saying it was done deal, they were, they were being sold to the, to the Saudi private investment fund um, or whatever it is. Um, He said, it seems too soon. And Jimmy Van's like been involved in lots of business deals. He does a lot of business. He, he understands that world. And uh, because they had just announced last week, I think it was that WWE had retained JP Morgan chase to represent them in these sale conversations and, and the process that, you know, massive transactions like this um would go through because I mean let's be honest if, if if WWE sells billions and billions of dollars is what the price tag will be um UFC I think when Endeavor bought them I think I remember was four billion WWE will go for way more than that because of the weekly TV the you know the merchandising all of that I mean
1: the yeah, Phoenix we'll, Suns just went for four billion right So if the Phoenix Suns one standalone NBA franchise is going for that amount,
0: the number I saw floated yesterday, and I don't even remember where it was or anything, was somebody was thinking around seven billion was what W would sell for. I mean that's a crazy amount of money, Um, and makes me want to buy a stock, (laughs) um, one share so I can get my you know eighty seven cents back or whatever when when they sell. But um, yeah, I don't know. I all I can say and Whatever happens moving forward with WWE, I hope they leave Triple H in charge of creative and that Vince does not push himself back into the creative role. Do I think he will push himself back in? Boy, it's hard for me to say he won't. I mean, thinking about just the way that man operates and 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 looking at what he's done over the last week. Um, you know, I mean, the board in December said, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to work with you, but let's just, you're the controlling shareholder, so we'll work with you but let's not have you back on the board. And he basically said, "Mm, Nope, I'm going to be the one in charge. Um, so do I think he could push triple H out creatively a hundred percent? I think I, I I mean, he can, let's just be honest. He can, um, I don't want to be at
1: those McMahon holiday dinners after that. If that happens,
0: you know, we had talked about that back, you know, in, in May and now, yeah. Ooh, boy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I I just, I, we talked about, I think last week, I've so been looking forward to how is triple H going to build WrestleMania and how, how is he going to make this? I I think he's going to want to make it feel like a WrestleMania again, like a big deal.
1: And it's in Los Angeles. So there's very few places that the lights are brighter. So,
0: right. And so, you know, I've been so excited to see that and I still am because he's still in charge of it, but I'm worried. (laughs) but I'm worried because I don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the 9,300th time. But I feel like if Vince comes back into control, that's what we're going to get in LA and uh, I'm done Um, the last time ever. And, you know, they'll do it again, especially if Vince is in charge. Anyways, uh, we got just a little bit of time left. So anything else on WWE? Yeah, no,
1: no, no, nothing for now. Again, I've been enjoying the TV product um, to... my D, my my DVR continues to hate Smackdown or maybe it hates oh. Fox. Um, every time I've recorded Smackdown the last two weeks, um I couldn't get through it because the DVR and the audio, like so I, maybe maybe the universe is telling me you must watch Smackdown live, which is weird because I'm never home because we're at high school basketball games,
0: right. you know, and I've been enjoying what I've caught of the TV product, which isn't all of it by any means,, uh, but I've been enjoying what I've seen as well. and 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 I know our friend Rob, uh, who I know listens. Hi, Rob. Um, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek, took a shot at the uh, Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy stuff. I don't know why. I'm liking it. I still hope it's not Bo Dallas under there, but I I liked it. I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it, and I thought Alexa Bliss actually on Monday caught a, a great promo. Um, she looked great. I thought she caught a great promo. I thought the fact that Uncle Howdy just walked out and they kind of had a stare down, or, or, you know, exchanged looks or whatever. Um, It's a slow burn. I'm interested to see where it goes. I've enjoyed it, so.
1: I don't think I shared with you, and maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Raw's coming here where I live in about six weeks. I'm pretty sure I'm going to that show, probably just by myself, but um, it's been, I think, three years since Raw's been here. I think it was pre-pandemic 19. Um, There was a great FTR versus... uh, gable and bobby rude tag title match on that raw um regardless um i haven't purchased tickets yet i'm kind of waiting until like part of the day or week before but i'm that's I, you know as long as that monday is free which i think it will i don't think we have any basketball or other commitments going on family wise um i'm excited to go to raw in person because like to, and, and my, my purpose in bringing that up is a i'm interested to see like what the live uh is like if an Uncle Howdy segment, like what we saw on Monday. He comes out, the smoke is going. They go to commercial. They come back, and it's like, well, that was kind of weird with Alexa Bliss. Well, now on to the main event. Like, <laughs> right. You know what? What is it like in the arena? Here's like, Baron you-
0: Corbin, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And you're going to be right on the road to WrestleMania at that point. So, um, or well, I guess the road to Elimination Chamber first. But um, nonetheless, that's part of the road to WrestleMania. So yeah i'm looking forward to it uh royal rumble uh i i am in i'm out of town on that saturday uh for a booking so uh i won't see it live but i'll be uh deleting facebook and trivia trivia twitter off of my uh front page on my phone so that i don't accidentally click on them um, i'm trying to stay totally spoiler free and then come home sunday and, and watch the rumble so nice um but we'll talk about that more later in the month um let's uh we Got a couple minutes left. Let's go to those NFL picks, Tom. We uh back at the beginning of the season, right after the first Thursday night game of the year, we uh made our NFL picks for the year. And I am curious to hear now that the playoff field has been formed, how do we do?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So I'm going to run this through these re- relatively quickly. Um, and then we'll talk about maybe the playoff matches just quickly this weekend. No need to necessarily feel compelled to make a new Super Bowl pick today unless you're feeling strong. Um, you What's what's the statement from uh from uh elf when uh when the when the character comes in He goes you're feeling strong, my friend, or something along those lines. Sit call me elf one more time. Um <laughs> you're feeling strong, my friend, make your picks one more time. Uh all right, so in the AFC, the uh the conference or the divisional champions are Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs. Jim, you had the Bills, so right on there. You had the Bengals, right on there. Um, you had the Colts, uh, so Ooh. nope. You also had the Chargers. Uh, so playoff team in the Chargers, but not the champion. On my end, I had the Bills. I had the Bengals, um, so right on there. I ha- also had the Colts. We both um, bit the bullet on that one, uh, so and, I, and, and, and I had the Chiefs. So I had three of the four uh divisional champions correct you had t- two of the three um in the in, in as you look down into the wild card your wild card picks were uh Denver Kansas <laughs> City and Baltimore uh, again i also had Denver uh and so lol on us and what a what a
0: yeah Denver and the colts in the, the playoffs
1: what, what a what a what a, turd, <laughs> what a turd what a turd what a turd in in the mile high city uh i also had baltimore uh they did make the playoffs uh they are the what, sixth seed, fifth seed? Uh, they're the sixth seed. They're the sixth, because yeah. Cincinnati is the three. Um, And then I had Vegas, uh, which also was a really disappointing year. So overall in the AFC, I had one, two, three, four teams of the seven that made the playoffs. You had one, two, three, four, five. Right. So you actually were a little bit stronger in in that. Um, I'll hold on to uh, what we kind of thought for the playoffs um, until I run through the NFC. in the NFC, um, the divisional champions are the Eagles, the Vikings, Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Um, you had the Eagles, the Packers, Tampa Bay and the LA Rams. So uh, two of the four there. I had the Eagles, the Packers, the Bucks and the Rams. so two out of four there for me uh, in the in the wild card uh, round or the wild card qualifiers. You had the Vikings, Dallas, and Arizona, so you had two of the three. Um, again, we can both look at ourselves with the Rams and go, oh, my. Uh, it certainly did not, uh, as, as a defending Super Bowl champion, did not uh, maintain that level into this year oh. for a number of reasons, uh, but uh, injuries huge factor in that. Um, I had uh, the Lions, Dallas, and Arizona, so I got one of the three. Very close. I know you mocked me back and back at, when it happened, but very close for those lions, man. My my lions, they, was, was. they are they are they are biting kneecaps every inch of the way with with our with our Mad- man in charge. Maddie of
0: Stafford hand. just couldn't help him out. You know, well he didn't
1: even play. So. Uh, right, right, right. But he you know, wasn't <laughs> yeah. exactly he
0: wasn't even there to help him.
1: No, no. So, you know, so but the so,
0: impressive thing was if you look at it. Baker Mayfield helped the Panthers, the Rams, and the Lions not make the playoffs. So three teams. Good job, yeah. Baker.
1: Yeah. And, and and I think his stock has actually rose in the, as we look towards Never next worry. year. So in, in, in total for the NFC, you had one, two, three, four playoff teams, correct? I had only three, uh, which is fine. Uh, it's and, fine. And, and, and we both had Arizona. And gosh, what a I, I don't know. It's hard to argue which was the worst NFL story of the year. When you think about expectations, and you look at our picks, I mean Arizona was on that list. I had the Raiders. We both had Denver. Um, Green Bay not making the playoffs. The Colts. Uh, the Colts. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that. For the uh, conference championship games, your prediction was Rams and Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have you one of those horses is I, still in the race. Right. Um, I have Tampa Bay and Philly. So that could happen. I don't. I'm not sure that it's going to be likely, but it could happen. AFC wise, you and I both have Buffalo and KC as our conference championship picks. So we'll pause there before we talk Super Bowl. Um, do you want a mulligan on your NFC championship pick today, uh, or do you want to wait for a couple of weeks?
0: Well, well, I I need a I mean, mulligan. You, I know I you, 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 you need a mulligan. <laughs> I definitely need a mulligan. Um, I, this the the NFC.
1: Oh, and, and, and while you're yes. thinking, I apologize, let me just run down. So, with the NFC playoffs, uh, the one seed is Philly. Um, two seed is San Francisco. Three seed is Minnesota. Four seed is Tampa. Makes the fifth seed, Tampa and Dallas. Played this weekend on Monday. Uh, the three seed, Minnesota. hosts number six, New York Giants. And in San Francisco, the two hosts number seven, Seattle. On the AFC side of things, uh, the two is the one is KC, two is Buffalo, Miami is seven, um, three is Cincinnati, six is Baltimore, four is Jacksonville, and five are the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: So you broke up just for a second there, but I think what I heard, if I have the seating right, it's very possible Tampa Bay could go to Philly in round two. So your NFC title game might happen actually in round two.
1: That's a possibility, yes.
0: Yeah. Um I'd have to look at, you know, those seatings and really stare at them a little more. I, I, I think the most likely NFC title game now is, is Philly still. I I say hesitantly. Um, and I think San Francisco, I think the Niners, that defense is probably the best defense in football. Um, and, uh, sorry, work's calling me. They know I'm not coming in until nine. Um, and I think that uh, Brock Purdy has earned himself some possibilities,
1: from Mister Irrelevant to being potentially a, a someone who leads his team on a deep playoff run. Again, granted, the Niners have weapons on offense, but that but the bread and butter of that team is the defense. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, and uh, sorry, I was just texting back. Um, yeah, so so that's that's where I think in the NFC. Uh, The AFC, uh, KC, yes. I think KC absolutely is going to make the the championship game. Since he's going to be tough to beat again, Cincinnati's going to be tough to beat again. So I could see them. I could see Buffalo not getting there, even though I know I had Buffalo winning the whole darn thing. Um,
1: And you don't think with the emotion of DeMar Hamlin. I I think that's a possibility,
0: but I think there could be a letdown at some point with that emotion too, because there's so much, and then at some point you just run out of gas. Maybe. Yep.
1: Yeah. Fair. Perhaps. Fair. Okay. So Super Bowl. Um. You had Rams. Buffalo. Well. So. <laughs> you're de- Rams are definitely Ooh. not making it to this year's Super Bowl. Um. I had Buffalo and Philly. Um. So. we'll We'll. We'll watch the playoffs. Um. Roll out in the weeks to come. We'll come back probably. Um. You know, Super Bowl is not until the 12th of February. So we'll have a number of shows between now and then. We can come right. back and make a formal Super Bowl pick or maybe championship weekend pick. Um, championship weekend is actually, I think, Royal Rumble weekend. And our schedule is going to be Correct. a little funky there. So, yeah. Um, and as we wrap up, what is there a game you're looking forward to most this weekend and a game you're, that you could care less about?
0: I gotta look at that schedule again, Tom. Um,
1: so uh, Saturday we got uh Seattle at the Niners and you got the chargers at the Jags Sunday. We got Miami at Buffalo giants at Minnesota, Baltimore at Cincinnati. And then Monday um, you got Dallas at Tampa.
0: I think the most intriguing matchup this weekend is going to be that chargers Jaguars matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the swag you are as Matthew Barry liked to call them. Um, I, I think that's a really intriguing matchup. I would have said Dolphins Bills, but without Tua, I yeah, I think Buffalo probably waxes them. It um, oh, just doesn't.
1: I, yeah, when I heard that this morning that Tua was definitely out, and I think that news came out yesterday, that immediately became like the matchup that I was like, I could care less about that. Yeah, um, that's my that's my I care less about matchup. I'm I'm not a betting person other than like our fun friendly wagers. But ha- if I had the opportunity to put a, a year's salary on Buffalo this weekend, it'd be hard, hard, I'd have I'd have to really weigh like the urge to not do that. Right. Um, I-, I think I think there's actually three match three games this weekend that are really intriguing. I agree with you on Jacksonville and L.A. I think that those two teams potentially could be part of the future of the AFC while not diminishing the value uh, and the continued growth of KC, who seems just to be evergreen. Um, and then I think the Bengals are even in a better spot. Um, Bengals in Baltimore, only because yep. they'll be facing off for the third time, which that's always Second time in two weeks. Yeah, second time in two weeks, but a third time overall. And that's always clunky. You know, There might be enough tape that Baltimore has where they could be the kryptonite that finally undo Cincinnati. I don't see that happening. I don't want that to happen. Cincinnati, as I've said here before, is my son's favorite team. He loves Joe Burrow. He loves Jamar Chase. He loves the Bengals. He's really unhappy that it's the Sunday night late game. Um, He was like, dude, I just want to watch a full Bengals game. I was like, bro, I know. Um, the other one is, and, and again, that's why they gave it to the Monday night uh, uh, primetime stage, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Dallas is underachieved yeah, at periods during the year and Tampa at home un- underachieved. They came in with an eight and nine record to win the division and get a playoff spot. Very underdeserving record wise, but with Tom Brady at the helm and then with Tom Brady, you never know, probably his last game in Tampa Probably not his last game in the NFL. But the storyline there, much like as you saw or maybe heard with Aaron Rodgers with what happened in Lambeau after Sunday. And you and I both hate the Packers with a ferocity um, and enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Um, So I think we both smiled a little bit from ear to ear when we watched uh, that smug Aaron Rodgers walk off the field Sunday night.
0: Absolutely. I was a big Lions fan Sunday night. So, well, I – Uh, must go to work and you probably have to as well, Tom. So we appreciate everybody joining us uh, today for episode 100 and uh, join us again next Thursday. It'll be Thursday again next week because of some scheduled things on my end uh, for episode 101 of Two Spot Monkeys Live. Tom, it's been a pleasure and uh, we'll talk to you next week, everybody.
1: Awesome. Have a great one, guys.